Hello, welcome to another episode of Difficult Questions. This one, I wanted to talk about rage and pain. Been looking for a unique way, possibly some kind of new way to talk about what kicked off recently uh, the rage and pain of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And I know this has filled the news and it's filled with a lot of emotion and Jewish people have a history of being uh, people trying to wipe them out. And so there's that all rolled into it again with with on top of this idea that now Israel is a major power and Palestine is the little guy and Palestine started it this last time. And so it's a hotbed of controversy, right? And I, I wanted to try and figure out how to talk about that in, in a new way, because what I see as, a, as an outsider, and I'm an outsider often, is a response to rage and pain. And it's historical rage and pain. It is, it's a human knee-jerk reaction to feel wronged and to have your people feel wronged and to want to fight back and to want to stop people from abusing you. But I, as I was looking at it and people are talking about it and as people, especially in the West, really think it's something special, but, but it's not. It's, it's the human condition. I'm, I can think of people talking about killing Israelis and hostages. And, and I think about Cambodia. I think about Armenia. I think about Rwanda, I mean, any of these conflicts where you have people with cultural differences fighting over land and control, that's, that's not unique to, to Israel, to the Jewish people. And I think that what is unique is they have, as a people, they have continually, continually succeeded and are are able to put themselves in the greater consciousness. And, you know, I, I'm reading some stuff, people post, some Jewish friends of mine, about how you can call them negative things, but they will continue on. You can take their land, but they will continue on. And I'm just thinking, well, that happened to the Native Americans. So it's not unique. Uh, and... I also was thinking about greater army diplomacy will win over. And if you don't agree with it, well, then you are anti-Semitic or you are un-American. Back when we invaded Iraq, we had rage and pain from 9-11. And even though other countries didn't necessarily necessarily agree with us that we were going to go liberate Iraq because it had nothing to do with 
with the terrorist attacks on 9-11, well, if you weren't with us and you didn't agree that we were going to liberate Iraq from Saddam Hussein, then you were against us. And I remember this whole thing of the French not being, not backing us. And we were, we hated the French and we, the whole freedom fries thing. And I see Jewish people doing the same thing. Like, look, if you're not, we have hostages and we're going to make sure these people don't hurt us ever again. So we're going to kill everybody and we're going to use our military to do it. And these people, I was listening to someone and they were talking about how people were terrorists, right? And they were born to be terrorists. And I just think, oh, that's the Native American. Oh, those are savages. So it's okay to kill them. If you don't have a big army and you take people, they're hostages. If you do have an army and you take people, they're prisoners. You can argue about that, but it's just a human condition. It's the bigger army wins and they can, because of their allyship, they can do things that the smaller guy can't. And it's arguably killing people is bad, but I always say life is important until it's not because we can justify anything. So my last name is Dunsweiler. Uh, my parents told me that they were going to name me Kurt Dunsweiler, but that sounded too much like a Nazi. And my last name is very German. And Nazis are the boogeyman that have now lasted almost 100 years. And Jewish people hold that up as the boogeyman. And Jewish people remember that. And there are still people from the concentration camps. And we love talking about that. We don't talk about Southeast Asia. We don't talk about Burma. We don't talk about Cambodia. We talk about the Jews in Germany still. And my whole life, I have run from being affiliated with Nazis just because of my last name. So it's one of these things of, hey, I'm just going to shut up and remove myself from this. But I'm also Yugoslavian, part Yugoslavian, but I didn't know what that was. My, as far as culture was concerned, my dad, we were American. Uh, again, running away from not being affiliated with Germans, not don't want to be a Nazi. When Yugoslavia was breaking up in the early 90s, I asked my dad, well, are we Serbian? Are we Croatian? And my dad said, well, we're Croatian. We're the people that sided with the Nazis during World War II. And for him, that was cultural shame, right? That's why we didn't have a culture. We didn't, we were American and we were bricklayers. We were a trade because that's something you could have pride in. Uh, I told that to a friend of mine who had a Croatian sister-in-law and she got really mad at me because she didn't want to affiliate her Croatian sister-in-law with the Nazis. And she probably, I'm sure she wasn't a Nazi and didn't feel anti-Semitic thoughts or, and didn't want to kill Jewish people. But by my father saying that to me, a Croatian found that offensive. 
So what is my father's cultural shame is an affront, an anti-Croatian uh, affront to my friend and her sister-in-law. So what I learned really quickly is to a lot of times just keep my mouth shut because there's no, there's no solution. There it, well, there is, we're going to talk about that, but it's kind of impossible to reach. So you always have this animosity because Serbians and Croatians and Macedonians and Bosnia Herzegovinians, they have cultural pain as well. They were trying to ethnically cleanse each other as well. It was brutal. And people were doing mean things to people that weren't actively in the military, to children, to women, not fighters, to old people, trying to exterminate a group, which is not unique. This is what we do as humans. And that is a brutal reality. We can try to not do that. We can run from it. But to pretend that it's unique, that it doesn't happen, that life is important until we can justify that it's not, that's, it's not a, a, a talking point that is valid. I, I was listening to someone talk about how Palestinians were different than the Nazis because the Nazis, some of the, the Nazi party, they, they felt bad about killing Jews. The run-of-the-mill soldier felt bad about it. But Palestinians don't feel bad about killing Jews. Is this what we're talking about right now? Are we, because then all of a sudden Palestinians are the boogeyman. Every Palestinian is the boogeyman. Is that real? Every child? You know, we as the United States, when we pulled out of Afghanistan, the last one of the last things we did was blow up a family with a drone. And they had nothing, they, they were civilians, children. We just killed them. <laughs> Up, oopsie. But because it was with a drone and because we're the United States, it's acceptable, I guess. And for us, we're the military. For the people sitting on the ground with drones flying over them that may kill them, you don't think that instills terror in them? You don't think we are terrorists to people that are our victims or as we would like to call them collateral damage. These are the things that are difficult to talk about that no one wants to talk about. We need the good guy and the bad guy and we need to justify it. When I was in a bar in New York, all of the bar people, the bar backs, the wait staff, the bartenders were from different regions in Yugoslavia. So there were Croatians, there were Macedonians, there were Serbians, and I, and they were and this was in 2010. And I said, "How do you guys get along?" And he said, "No, no, no. We came to America 
to not fight. That rage and pain needs to stop perpetuating. That's why we came to America. And so I think that's my solution. It's, it's an almost impossible, but even in the U.S., we, we group together. We say, okay, these are this, the Jewish community. This is the Korean community. This is the Armenian community because that's our comfort. But that helps no one. We, our community are the people around us because otherwise you're never going to get away from that rage and pain. You cannot move on. Your new community is not the community you came from that has this conflict, this embedded rage and pain. Because as long as you carry that with you, if you are Jewish and I'm German, oh my God, we can never, we will always fight. Especially German, not Jewish, right? I'm German Protestant or German Christian. Ah, I'm the enemy. Even though I didn't have anything to do with the conflict in the 1930s and 40s, I am of them. So therefore, I am a threat to you. Are we going to perpetuate that forever? And I think that as much as people get to hold on to their culture, I, I wonder if holding on to the Jewish culture is not the best thing. I mean, it may not be the best thing for the Jewish people. Just succeed with the culture around you. I, I would guess same with Armenians, same with Koreans, same with whoever. And, and, and again, I get to say that having no affiliation. I've run away from any affiliation because I was told I was grown up. I was, I was raised to think that I needed to not have any affiliation with anybody. So it's easy for me to say, cause I am a culture of one. I am Glenn Dunsweiler. There's only one Glenn Dunsweiler in the world that Google can find. So I'm it. I am alone. But then again, that's kind of a good thing because I don't carry any rage and pain with me. I do carry rage and pain against drivers and cars because they keep hitting me, but everyone loves their cars so they won't buy into, well, that's just, it's an oopsie, Glenn. That's just, that's, you have to get over that because we love our cars and we love driving while texting so, and texting while driving. So you know, you're just going to have to not ride a motorcycle because you're going to get hit. And that's your fault, right? I carry that rage and pain. And I guess the culture of cars is something that I have to try and fight through, but because they're trying to kill me. <laughs> but other than that, I, I have no affiliation and it keeps me out of that rage and pain. So... What do you think? How do we keep cultures but move forward from that historical, that cultural rage and pain that we carry through with us from generation to generation? Thanks. 